in this week's episode, man, it's a it's packed episode, starting with Mercury ingressing, re-ingressing into the sign of Aquarius, where ideas return. And then the combination of Mars and Venus conjoining, the full moon uh, making a square to the nodes, and the Jupiter making a sextile to Uranus about changes to growth and expansion. And we end with the sun in the healing waters of Pisces. So to hear more, tune in to this week's episode of Astrological Intentions. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Astrological Intentions. I am your host, Alex Reavy, coming from you coming to you from Chicago and Sandy out in Scottsdale. Say Hello. hi to the Rodeo Rouser. Oh, Rodeo Rouser is like <laughs> shocker. Yes. And this is episode 186, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Let's get right into it. In the transits, we have Monday, February 14th today, Mercury Ingress Aquarius. All cool ideas return. Wednesday, February 16th, Venus conjunct Mars. Mars is faster? Same day, full moon in Leo. King, his court, and his people. Sandy's astro interesting day, Thursday, February 17th, Jupiter sextile Uranus. Changes to growth and expansion. Then to finalize the weekend, Friday, February 18th, sun ingress Pisces. Creative healing party. Then in talisman time, Sandy has finished up to increase fertility and upcoming to be recognized as an authority figure worldwide. Then the talisman of the month to develop new technology as a skill. It is on sale and ready for you. Then on the horizon, we have our astrology forecast for February, our two webinars, one being a talisman ceremony, a documentary bracelet workshop, and a retreat, all ready and waiting for you. Then in our house, Sandy is spending the week with my brother, her son, Andrew, in sunny Scottsdale, and he is joining as our special guest. So stay tuned for this episode of Astrological Intentions. So you finally know you control where you go. Hello, Rodeo Rouser. (laughs) Um... I'm not a rodeo fan. It seems that this is my third rodeo, though. Yes. <laughs> um, that, you know, people are heading to, and I'm part of the group. And so I go. Uh, the very first one was in Brazil. The second one was in Houston, Texas. And the <laughs> third one in Scottsdale, Arizona. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. And you'll hear more on the, our house because Aunt, this might, you know, Andrew's first rodeo and did not know what to expect. And you'll hear, well, you can't see his face because I didn't record it at the time, but his face was priceless little boy, <laughs> like seriously, this, you could get seriously hurt. Right. So I want to go direct to all of you listeners like every week and say thank you so much for all of your feedback. It is our soul food, so keep it coming. We received an email from Susan W. Um, She listened to our past recording of when I was announcing my my big lifetime achievement (laughs) news. 
And she says, woohoo, Alex, you go girl. Loved hearing your pool champion story and so proud of you. I just had a Google, I just had to Google Efren and share this with you. Nothing that you didn't already know. And she Googled it and it, she Googled who is the best pool player of all time. And it says Efren Reyes. Pool <laughs> pundits, fans, and former players widely consider Efren Manalong magician Reyes as the greatest pool player of all time. Um, then she finishes, when you were telling the story, I had a visual of you playing him and I could feel your excitement. It gave me chills when you said that you beat him, which <laughs> deep down inside of me, I already knew that. Just love listening to you and Sandy. And I try to catch the episodes by Tuesday at the latest. Go Bengals and enjoy the Super Bowl. XO Susan. Thank, thank you, you so much. <laughs> thank you for listening. And thank you for like getting so involved in our escapades. They, it is yes. exciting. It to, is. Um, when you hear somebody that you really enjoy um, and you're on their same values are doing some really cool things. Thank you. Yes. So let's move into the transits. This is Valentine's Day week, <laughs> starting yeah. off with Monday, February 14th, Mercury ingress Aquarius. Tell yeah, us all cool, all cool ideas are returning. You know, Mercury was in Aquarius before he retrograde. Well, he was retrograding in Aquarius, dropped back into the former sign of Capricorn, and now returns, even though he's um direct, he's making his third and final ingress, uh, ingress into, uh, this, this angle, the sign. Um, and really the, these, these ideas can be inclusive for everyone involved. If you can recall what you were doing around January 3rd to January 14th, when this planet, the planet of communication and making deals and readings and writings and arithmetics, um, was in, this Aquarius, uh, before the retrograde period, it seems like these discussions are back on the front burners and they're bubbling up. What is it? Are you to skim from this? Okay. Yeah. Set those ideas back into order, or maybe you've got more information around them that you can move them forward now with uh, this proper enlightenment. Yes. And Wednesday, February 16th, we have two transits. The first Venus conjunct Mars. Yeah, at 15 degrees Capricorn. Now Mars is uh, really strong here. Mars is exalted in Capricorn. Venus hmm, doesn't really have any, any um, dignity here, but doesn't mind being in, in Capricorn. And this is where she has been retrograde. Uh, she's been here since November. Uh, early November. And now Mars has caught up with Venus. And it's quite, quite, quite unusual. Mm. And why is that? You know, why is Mars faster than Venus? Mars takes, let's just think about this. Mars takes approximately two years to go around the, the zodiac, right? To hit all the constellations. Right. Venus takes a year, actually a little bit less than a year. So how can, if Mars is half the speed of Venus, how can Mars catch up? Oh, because Mars is moving pretty fast right now, but Venus has just moved forward from her retrograde position. So she's very slow. 
she hasn't caught up yet. So there is the, and the only time that one, you know, like a slower, slower moving planet can actually maybe catch up or speed up and pass up a slower, um, a faster moving planet. And so this is one of those. Um, but we think about this and we say, okay, yes. Um, Mars is in the exaltation, as I just mentioned. So he's leading the march. He's like pushing, he's directing, he's, you know, amplifying, he's saying, okay, you know, take action around this. And Venus is in a morning star. We have to think about that. So she's this Lucifer phosphorus where, you know, Venus can have both yin and yang properties. And she has yang property now because of her morning star. So she's hooking up with, with this Mars saying, okay, we are both after the same thing because we are both, you know, energetic. More in the masculine. Yeah. Yeah. More in the masculine. Venus is saying, okay, I'm going to meet up with you. But if you think about it and we, and we can break it down even further that Mars is the, the God of war and Venus is the goddess of peace, you know, in love, in harmony. Um, so how do these two, you know, work? Is this, you know, increasing our aggression? Is it increasing our assertion? Uh-huh. So think about that where, you know, you can possibly make some really powerful action moves that both link the Venus and the Mars together. Because this is again the heroes gamos, where they're making a soul union, they're connecting for a creative force. And to me, like just like Venus, like that morning Venus is kind of like a tomboy type of attitude for me. It's kind of the rosy riveter type. Mm-hmm. Like I, we can do it. You know that kind of like more you know activated feminine um, yeah. power. So I think that you know that could be something that could be utilized. She can also, you know, she'll, she'll fight for a cause, right? You know, she's not willing and wanting to pick a fight. You've heard me say this, but she's willing to stand up for her right. Right. And Mars being here, she has his, you know, his sword available. So he, she's got this protector. Yeah. Right. So sparks galore, uh, okay. however you want to look at that. Right. So let, let the sparks fly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so Wednesday, February 16th, full moon in Leo, same day, our second transit. Yeah. And a couple hours later from that, you know, what we were just talking about happens about 830 in the morning and the full moon comes in right around 11 a.m. And this is at 28 degrees of Leo, which when we say full moon, we know that both illuminaries or luminaries are involved, the sun and the moon. And that means that the sun is in his you know, the, the sun is in the opposite sign of Leo. So that's, a, that's Aquarius. Right. And the moon is in Leo, the sun's r- rulership. So there's kind of a, there's what's called a um, uh, reception here. Okay. Um, and I called this king, his court and his people. And why did I call that that? Because this angle of this opposition of sun, moon, you know, 180 degrees, the other 180 degrees is are the the nodal axis. The north and the south node are at 27 um, of fixed signs as well. The 
the North node is at 27 Taurus and the South node is at 27 Scorpio. So it seems like we've got four, these four stakes. It's really what's called a grand, um, grand cross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which means that there are two oppositions exactly opposite in a 90 degree angle from each other. So it's really like playing four square. Does anybody remember playing four square? Oh, I love that. Uh, (laughs) that And I was a Tom girl. (laughs) I was a Tom boy. (laughs) And so it's kind of like, you know, do you agree to be different? You know, do do you agree to be on different sides? So there's topics on the table that can be uh, completely opposing placements. But, you know, are you moving forward or backward? That north, are we more, are we moving north? Are we moving to the, the, the future, you know, or are we stuck in the backwards, the south node, the weakening area, the place that has, you know, the waste, the wastelands, which way are we moving? Um, right. I want to make a comment here because this, we're, which means that we're halfway to the, we're halfway from the last eclipses and we're halfway to the next set of eclipses so we are we're at the halfway point when we get this full moon being in this in this grand cross and um it's called the north bendings we're moving toward the north and so this can really be um look at the moon at this point it's it's the highest and brightest that it will be because it's angled to the to the nodes so pay attention to the moon very high in the sky and very bright because it's at the halfway points of the eclipses. And, you know, I don't know this too. I know we're all looking and watching the news. I don't really talk about the mundane news on our podcast. We talk more about it on our, our monthly with Susan Goodell. We talk more about that as we do our free uh, month ahead. We talk more about mundane, about world news. But this really does seem to be a activated period for this Russia uh, insurgents or 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 action that may be taken. Um, this could really be a decisive um, period where it's like, which way do we go, forward or backward? And you know, we know that Russia does not want to go backward. He's actually trying to correct things from that happened in the past that they don't happen in the future. So big day here on um, Wednesday. 16th, yeah. And so let's move on to your astro interesting day, Thursday, February 17th, Jupiter sextile Uranus. Changes uh, to growth and expansion. And similar theme. (laughs) Similar theme. I called it the astro, you know, interesting day because we also have you know, the, we have other planets here con- connected and, you know, one of them. Okay. So when Jupiter, Jupiter, the planet of expansion right. makes a nice, it's a, it's a weak, but nice sextile aspect to Uranus. Uranus wants change. Well, Jupiter wants growth. So is something's going to change? Is it get bigger? Does it get smaller? Um, does it, um, there's going to be, yeah, is it going to change directions? It's like, you know, Jupiter being in Pisces wants to add, you know, wants to be a guide 
at, to help this liberation, this freeing, this freedom um, of, of being, you know, an individual. So to have these back to back kind of makes me think that, you know, we are pushing to get our freedom. So again, if we're talking about, you know, we are talking about the Venus and the Mars this week linking up of, you know, the, the, the goddess of peace and the god of war are, you know, involved in this, this Wednesday and Thursday combination. So is it like, do, do things de-escalate? Do they escalate? Uh, who wants freedom? Who wants autonomy? Who wants liberation? And there we see the fight, right? There we see the two, the two sides saying, you can't own us. Right. The other side going, yeah, we can, we had, we did once and we will again. So, Ooh, we're going to be watching the news quite, um, quite intently. intently. Yes. <laughs> and so Friday, February 18th is our last transit of the week. Sun ingress Pisces. I mean, come thank on. This goodness. Is thank goodness you started with this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, creative healing party. And this happens at 1043 in the morning. You know, this is like we entering into a, 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 a you know, chilling out, right? Because the sun moving into a water sign and joining with Jupiter, which is the ruler of this Pisces water sign. So Jupiter's in his domicile. And now here comes the sun. Now, the only thing that could be a little... Uh, What's the word muddy? I was going to say mousy, but muddy is that Jupiter now is under the beams of the sun. Mm. So the sun, you know, the sun is in at prayer. zero, you know, just moved in, is at zero, and Jupiter is at 11 degrees. And oh, yeah. so, you know, we talk within that eight degree orb, eight and a half degree becomes combust, but still right now, from the eight and a half degrees to the 15 degrees is called under the beams of the sun. Mm. So something is going on in private places. So still that he, that creative healing party can go on within us as an individual, you know, as a single soul person, but it could go on individual um, in a, in a relationship amongst two people, a family amongst a home, you know, a home front, um, going on within the confines of uh, the non-public world. So mm -hmm. this makes me too think that maybe there are some calmness trying to come in between two parties to between all these leaders, as I stay kind of in theme from what we just talked about, about the, about the meetup of, you know, wanting our wanting freedom and, the future um, is maybe there's some talks going on that aren't public. They're, they're, they're strictly for private. So we may not know that yet for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's exciting because it's going to be Pisces season and we are big, big fans of Pisces season <laughs> and happy birthday to all our fellow Pisces out there. So let's move into talisman times. You have finished up one very special one, um, February 12th. That was Saturday to increase fertility. This one particular space in my body, my mind and my heart 
and my life is open for including and birthing a child. It is the perfect place. So in the chart, mm-hmm. we've got the moon in Cancer, which the moon is in the fifth house, which it rules children. So the moon is in a place where the moon, Luna, can provide uh, a warm, watery, comforting place of nurturement, nourishment and nurturing. Mm-hmm fifth house of children, making a really tight um, aspect in a trine to Jupiter, which is coming up over the horizon um, and the ruler of the chart. So um, they're on the horizon. Yeah. Along with the, this, um, the moon is also making a, um, oh, that's the next one. Sorry. I'm looking at the wrong part. So that's that. Yeah. Very well, then let's move into the next one. <laughs> yeah. I really do love that one. So the upcoming talisman, Saturday, February 19th, to be recognized as an, as an authority figure worldwide. With global status, I commit to the hard work, long hours, and dedication to service that is set before me. I have come so far already that really feels like I've made it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... Moon is in Libra, which is where Saturn is exalted, and Moon is making a trine to Saturn. And the thing about um, Saturn being in his preferred placement, because he's now Oriental to the Sun, and that means that the Sun, the excuse me, the Sun comes up after Saturn. So Saturn is making the you know, hear ye, hear ye. The King is about to arrive to the day, heralding. And mm-hmm. so um, the two superior planets, Jupiter and Saturn, prefer that place as being in front of the sun, not behind the sun, you know, as in, you know, walking behind the king. Yeah, um, the VIP. Sir, <laughs> a subservient um, placement where they're moving in front of the king. So right. not, this, is, these, this is a very nice uh, one that I'm about to do, and that is on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday yeah, morning, on February 19th. And we still have our talisman of the month available to develop new technology as a skill. This talisman of the month is discounted for $222, and you also get a shipping credit. Um, A beautiful deal if this talisman does call to you. So let's move on to the horizon and discuss the upcoming things. But also I have some things that are completely available and ready for download now, which is the astrology forecast with you and Susan, that when you discussed all of February news, this will probably be the last time I discuss it um, since we're already halfway through, but that is ready as well as those cheat sheets. Those cheat sheets are really helpful. It's a downloadable PDF that has notes where you can take, um, take note of whatever is going on for you specifically. Also, we have our Venus heliacal rise. That was the talisman ceremony for this, um, kind of heralding of Venus that happened. And this talisman webinar comes with a talisman, comes with some tons of personal handouts and a personal chart. Um, Also the CWS, that's the Chatting with the Stars webinar. That was the USA's Pluto return. This is one of three series. And this one is ready and available for download. And we also have our the Changing of the Gods documentary that will be happening very shortly. So you want to get your email up and into um, 
be notified on uh-huh. when that documentary is live. Right. Um, we all, we do have a couple spots left for a our spring equinox. That's the constellation bracelet workshop starting March second, and you're gonna want to sign up within this next week so that we can get you your paperwork in the mail on time. And let's see, we'll do one quick announcement. We also have our 2023 Mexico retreat early bird registration available. And that is happening in 2023, January 21 to 28. So that is all for our on the horizon today. Can I add something that I, I talked to uh, Bali this morning? Oh yeah. Yeah. I talked to Coman, um, our, our, our guy over there, one of our guys. And he said that Bali's opened up uh, to very few international flights, but, okay. but have the That's good news. they have opened up for the first time in uh, over two, well, about two years. However, you still need a five-day quarantining in Bali. But you know what I say to that? Thank goodness. Right. Cause when you get to Bali, it's like, good. I want to stay in my little, my little, you know, yeah. hut. <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere. Everything I need is provided for right here. He did say that there's a lot of places that aren't opened yet. So okay. they actually have they're I don't know if they've canceled it, but they're not. Yeah. I think they've canceled Galugan. Oh yeah. Nepi. And well, the Galugan is, well, I guess Nepi is basically quarantining. <laughs> right. But the parade that 10 days that, you know, the 10 days where they're bringing in and, and everybody makes those, um, Puppets. Uga Uggas. Uga Uggas. That's been canceled. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and that happens. Um, uh, yeah. That's Uga Festival. March, March 3rd is Nepi. And we were there for a, a Nepi and I it. was so it. cool. It was so cool. I mean, I think that a silent day like that where you, where you minimize sound, speech, music, everything electricity technology and everything you really get closed every no nobody on the streets no driving no scooters they do say the hospitals are opened but that would be the only uh thing you would need to go to you can't groceries are closed so right. you're prepped to be quiet yes i love it yeah Okay, so let's move into our house. And we have a very, very special guest, someone who we do talk about on the podcast a lot, and (laughs) someone who recently had some really big moves in his world. And we are so excited because we're introducing my brother onto the podcast again. Yay, canned canned applause. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) so we're recording this while I'm in Scottsdale Arizona and we're like okay what do we talk about in our house and I'm like oh my gosh if you could have seen Alex what we did last night and I said oh that can be our 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 house subject yes so So, Andrew welcome welcome onto our podcast again thank you for having me (laughs) so I think you were on the podcast when we first started when we were in a production studio and all of that good stuff. But we've since COVID had to move that all inward. And now also 
virtually on Zoom. So you guys are coming from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm here in cold Chicago. So let's talk about the rodeo that you're <laughs> that you were very, very new to. When it comes to golf, that's not a that's not a new rodeo, but this was. <laughs> Tell Old me rodeo. So I've been to two of them, one in Brazil and one in, in Houston, Texas. So when Andrew says, hey, mom, I don't know if you want to do this, but on Friday nights, they have this place called Buffalo Chip. <laughs> it's it's kind of far north in Scottsdale that, that they do rodeos and they do it at eight o'clock and you have to get there and get tickets and, and you can get food there. Well, I said, OK. And he says, oh, they've got he's got some friends that were going that were from out of town. So we're like, okay, we're, we're going. So Rachel, Andrew and I get ready, head up and we walk in and explain what this looked like before we even get to the rodeo part. Well, it's in a town called Cave Creek, which is North Scottsdale. If anybody ever has been or will go, it's a very well-known Western town. Um, and it's a place called Buffalo Chips, C-H-I-P. It's a restaurant, um, a lot of smoked barbecue, yeah. chicken ribs, all the fixings. Um, it's an outdoor, big amphitheater kind of setting, um, line dancing, live music. Um, I love line dancing. Electric bowl or the uh, what? What do you call? Oh that? yeah, the um. Oh, what is? Yeah, isn't it called the a, the bucking bull, the mechanical yeah, bull. mechanical bull? Yeah, and then uh, towards the back of the facility, which you can't really see from the road whatsoever, there is a uh, it's a rodeo pit or a rodeo ring with stands and bars and lights. Wow, and a long line of people and, like bull uh, pits yeah <laughs> yeah okay so it was a uh, kind of a jaw-dropping first impression because it's your first never rodeo seen, never seen <laughs> thing. um and yeah it was kind of what we walked into and then then things kind of got really interesting <laughs> tell me about that <laughs> So Andrew kept asking me before, you know, you, we can see all the riders with their chaps and their cowboy hats and they're removing their cowboy hats to put on headgear, almost like a football with a big um, the cage. cage. Yeah. A football hat helmet. And they're, you know, hopping over these like cage bar kind of like scaffolding kind of thing. And people are yanking on things and moving things. And we see the big bull inside there. And then all of a sudden, of course, there's three clowns, you know, cowboy clowns in the, mm -hmm. in the center. And Andrew kept saying to me, mom, mom, is this serious? Uh, could people really get hurt? It's, <laughs> it's like, like, like this looks it's, uh, like I'm getting kind of, this is dangerous, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. The very first one I saw years ago, I did not like, so they pull the gate open and out and out. Let Andrew explain this part. <laughs> the very first. Oh, yeah. Well, she skipped an important part is oh. before they, they did the national anthem. Then a pastor says prayers for all the, the cowboys, which was kind of startling. Um, <laughs> and then the first the first ride. The bull and the uh, the cowboy come out. <clears throat> cowboy probably lasted less than two seconds. 
But um, I guess because how he was bucked off the, the bull, um, his hand harness, the rope, uh, even got tighter around his hand as he Ooh. was dangling from the edge of the horse or edge of the bull. Um, that lasted for a good eight, six to eight seconds. Then the clowns came in. They tried to help. The bull started trampling on the clown. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were having no success. So all the bull, all the clowns jumped on the bull. On the bull? Yes. Oh my gosh. And and they pushed the bull down. So he was like in a laying laying pattern. So they could untie untie the uh the cowboys lasso rope around his arm and the whole the whole crowd was silent pretty silent and uh kind of scared for what was to come wow um so what was your reaction (laughs) i want to hear what andrew's reaction is because with within our family this is our favorite topic to discuss is my brother's reaction about things because <laughs> when we do whatever we do whether it's horseback riding or bowling or wherever we go uh, we always look to him for comedic relief because his face is so telling so mom tell me about this part <laughs> no he was like mouth open eyes wide moving his head back and forth from like the people that were sitting with us to back there like back there I'm like is this serious like is he okay and he took a long time the oh, writer no. a long time getting up and andrew thought for sure um like he was maybe dead critically injured yeah yeah and andrew's like this is serious this is very dangerous i would never in my life let any like any kids like i would never do that and then we see a girl get on and what do you say out when a girl gets on oh no <laughs> that's something Alex would do oh. and you know what and if she ever did that what did, what did you say I wouldn't let her on it <laughs> you said um she is not she is no longer my sister <laughs> yeah I don't think I I don't think I have the cojones for that that seems like a so big talking thing talking about cojones okay one of our one of the Andrews uh friends who were there who were in visiting from Booth Bay Harbor says to Andrew, who, who actually travels to Vegas to watch these rodeo, the professional rodeos, um, oh. says, Andrew, do you know how, why they get the bull to, buck. to buck and be angry and, you know, trying to get this thing off of his back. And we're like, we're talking about oh. the ponies right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And what does he say? They wrap the rope around the cojones it goes around his whole body and that's what the writers wrapped around his hands for so he's trying to buck the writer off of him so that his cojones can feel better free yeah pretty pretty. free oh pretty gnarly pretty gnarly so i mean when it comes down to it it's like who gets more hurt? <laughs> you know, you don't right. feel bad for these writers because, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, oh. It was, so it's like so cruel. So as soon as Andrew finds that out, which is about halfway through the 
rodeo, it's like, oh my gosh, like maybe like, this isn't so bad that they, they writers get for hurt. everybody. And yet there's and, and then they're taking volunteers from the for $20. Yes. For $20, you $20 could get and the sign so $20,000 hospital bill. <laughs> and and to sign and sign a waiver. I mean, it was just a, there's two parts of the rodeo at this location. One was the professional mm -hmm. for all the money. And then there's a break where kids who were like 18 months old, two, three years old were hugging on the back of the, of sheep and sheep were running around. And the kid that could hold on the longest was the winner, which was pretty wild. I mean, that, um, that also is kind of cute. It sounds really cute, but it's probably much more violent than. And then the second house. part is amateur night. So where they have people that sign up for 20 bucks, you can rent equipment for protection if you need. And um, sign a huge waiver. Sign, sign your life away. And <laughs> right. No, you have to, yeah. So we stayed there for the first few. And there was a guy, I don't know, probably 250 pounds, one of the amateurs wearing jeans, a dress shirt. Oh, <laughs> I think. Perfect attire. I think at the first buck, <laughs> it was like a missile went off. The guy just <laughs> in the air and then landed right on his um, rump. Right Ooh. on his, yeah, right on his bottom of his spine. Oosh. And literally got up barely could barely walk everybody's cheering he's trying to cheer but he's like holding on to the railing you could see his lower back like gave out and, uh, that was kind oh, of that's so bad that was kind of like the last that we needed to see oh yeah it literally so these little kids and it, it was it i mean the little kids were cute and they were put on some sheep pretty big sheep compared to their size and weight mm -hmm. And they would put a, like a little, you know, helmet on them, but there was no, you know, protective, Adding, yeah. you know, full armor kind of thing. Not at all. There was a little girl that went out, her dad put her on the sheep and she, I guess, grabbed onto the hair of the sheep and was thrown. And she just stood up. The dad ran into the center. She stood up crying and the dad's raising her hand up in this, you know, and so that she could hear the cheers of the crowd. Wow. And every single, and I don't think she was, we were, we were guessing there was a bunch of women there. We were like, we think she's like 18 months old. No. I swear to God, Alex, like two years old. And mm. then, and we looked and then we watched all, all these dads put their kids on these sheep. And there were about 10 of them. And all of a sudden, some of the women that we were sitting with, we're like, where are the moms? <laughs> like, yeah, these are, this is totally. We know that the moms are going to be like, and not happening. Wow. So the moms probably weren't anywhere around. They were probably at their, you know, at, at home. Yeah. So we were like, oh my gosh, what, what do, what do dads do? I will say, I will say that like little kids, they can, <laughs> they can take a little bit of a beating and then just like pop back up because when I was, um, training kids on how to snowboard for the first time there would be like a wipeout that I know would probably take out an adult you know out of the ring like I'm gonna go you know to the jacuzzi now see you later 
Yeah. Um, but the kid would just pop back up being like, oh, I'm good. That was fun. Let's do that again. Oh, so, man. Well, it, it was certainly eye opening. And that very first one, you know, um, and then Andrew saw, saw another guy fall off and took a while to get up. And he stood up and you're and Andrew looks at me with these big eyes and he goes, did you see his mouth is gushing blood? Oh, my God. Did you see that? Blood gushing from his mouth? It's, wait, so I have a question. Are these like, are these bowls? Is it like the same bowl over and over again? Or it's a new bowl every time? I think they, I think they had, I don't know. They might've had like six to eight bowls that they rotated. Wow. Big 3,000, 4,000 pound bowls. Pretty serious. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick to the mechanical bowl that has the padding around it. And <laughs> I don't yeah. have to have hold a rope that has his balls tied up. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a great experience. I, I, I have an, a whole other level of respect for those cowboys so but it was good to see and it was a fun night and i'll definitely do it again all yeah. righty all righty okay. um well also we want to briefly mention too that you know we've congratulated you over and over and over again but um we want to also announce on here and congratulate you on your new job at valhalla Congratulations, Andrew. Yay! <laughs> In Live applause. Live applause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I'll be seeing any rodeos in Louisville, Kentucky, but um, I'll be moving to Louisville here within the next five to seven weeks from Scottsdale. Scottsdale was great. Um, wow. At times, cut shorter than I intended to here, but on to the next chapter and hope to hope to this be This is back a big chapter. Here. Can you give us a little bit of like historical value on what, so, what is Valhalla to golfers? Yeah, Valhalla is kind of like the epitome of, of championship golf. It's in Louisville. It's hosted several PGA championships, which is considered one of the four majors of the circuit of the PGA Tour per year. Um, kind of they've had a few rider cups which is hmm. when europe plays the united states um either united states soil or europe soil for wow for the overall That's international um mm -hmm. you know tiger woods has placed his stamp on valhalla quite a few times and um they'll be hosting the 2024 pga again coming up here decided to be a part of wow. that is that is so cool like what are you what are you most excited about for when you get to be there for the pga tour just being in the middle of being in the middle of everything helping run the tournament and hopefully meeting tiger woods personally and wow just just being around the nostalgia of the place and at, at the tournament and I don't know. Maybe I can learn a few things from the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be a, like, you're going to be a big part of history in the making. And so that's so cool. Um, so again, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on all these new moves and new chapters in your life. And, you know, anytime you need to come back and, and get grounded, you can always 
attend a rodeo. <laughs> yeah. So. Wait, it was fun. Everybody should do it at least once. <laughs> Jaw dropping. Yes. Jaw dropping. So um, that's a wrap on our episode today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in. Remember, we love your reviews. We love your emails. So keep them coming. Um, head to your podcast provider and give us those five stars. They're our favorites. So thank you everybody for listening in today and we will see you next week. See you later. Bye everybody. So you finally know you control 